0: Um, yeah, I like legit got sucked into this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was Did it drop all at once or is it doling? Because I know four episodes drop, but I didn't know if that was the whole season. Yeah,
0: that's the whole thing, but it's good. Did you, do you
1: know what LuLaRoe is? So I obviously did a modicum of research to come up with some of these questions, but I had never heard that, that combination of letters in the English language ever before today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because we're going to talk about Lula Rich, which is the docu-series that came out on Amazon, kind of documenting the rise and potential fall of Lula Roe, which you now know is a clothing yes. company with crazy prints. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy we're going to talk about this because as everyone who listens to this knows, you and I are a sucker for good scripted content. We love scripted kind of fiction TV, but something we don't always cover on this podcast is unscripted fare and specifically documentaries. And I know you are mildly obsessed or extremely obsessed with this new <laughs> docu series on Amazon. And I haven't seen it. And going back to some of our first couple months doing this podcast, Gene. These are some of my favorite episodes when one of us hasn't seen something the other is really excited about, because I think it more closely puts us in perhaps you out there, the listeners' shoes, because maybe you haven't seen every single title we talk about every week since we consume a lot of TV and are proud couch potatoes.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I'm here to tell you that this week you should must, you must watch. I was like, you should must watch. That doesn't make sense. You must you should watch. must watch it though. You should must watch it. Must watch Lula Rich on Amazon. All four parts are up and it is a wild ride. <laughs>
1: okay. So speaking of the wild ride, I know you touched on a little bit and I did a modicum of research. Like I said, before this podcast, let me get the breakdown. Like what's it about what's the central conflict who are the filmmakers where can i watch it give me give me all the deets as the kids say
0: okay here are the deets brandon so this is a four-part docuseries about the lula row clothing phenomenon so lula Roe is essentially an mlm a multi-level marketing scheme <clears throat> pyramid pyramid scheme um where um mostly women mostly moms would sell brightly colored skirts and then the brand kind of transformed into like leggings and dresses and shirts like in all these crazy prints to other of their fellow um mostly white mostly <laughs> suburban moms That now, is when you that say is the, cr-
1: When you say crazy princes, are we talking like Dan Flash from Tim Robinson's I think you should leave? Like, how crazy are these designs? Yes. Pretty,
0: pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. (laughs) Um, They have, like, it's hard to describe in words. I would encourage anyone listening to just, like, Google and get a real eyeful of that. But, like, prints with, um, you know, anything from, like, floral or, like, stars or whatever to, like, crazy wild prints, like... That um, maybe didn't look that great, sewn together as leggings. I, I think a couple times in the Docu series they showed um, where designs went wrong. So like King Tower of Pisa in a landmarks of Europe um, wow. pattern that is just right on the inner thigh emerging like wow. a dick. Uh, so I'm looking
1: at at Google now and listen, I don't pretend to be someone who's a fashion expert. I'm doing this podcast right now with you, as you can see in a t-shirt and gym shorts. So I am not the paragon of fashion, but just looking at it now with the context, I'm like, yeah, I can see this being a multi-level marketing scheme. The show starts
0: with, um, the owners of LuLaRoe, Dan and Mark Stidham. And it kind of goes through their backstories and how they came to own this, what was eventually valued valued as like a billion plus dollar, multi-billion dollar company and is now like has successfully been sued by Jeez. Washington state for, um, <laughs> I, I don't remember the exact charges, but, um, but like.
1: How do we, how do we let these billion dollar companies that are scams? <laughs> make it to even a billion dollar valuation. So exactly. So basically
0: it started where Deanne would sew um, maxi skirts in like fun patterns from whatever fabric she could get her hands on. And she would sell them out of like Tupperware trunks, Tupperware containers in the back of her trunk. And eventually people started asking her where she got that. And other people started selling the skirts as well. So they were like, Hey, why don't I try selling this in my town? And she'd be like, okay, like if you buy them at a wholesale rate, then you can like, you buy for 10 bucks, then you can sell for 15. And um, then it just kind of increased exponentially. And it turns out that the structure Th- and the bonuses that they would give these mainly women who were selling for them were really less based on their sales and more based on the number of people that they could recruit to work below them. Right. Okay. And that's that, that's kind of the the quintessential pyramid scheme. Um it wasn't about the product it was about the and and then these women um, often, you know, struggling moms, um, would have to pay. They ended up having to pay like five grand out of pocket to get like the starter kit to sell right. their Lularoe, And so people went into debt, you know, to do that. But at the beginning, the people who joined at the beginning were doing really well. Cause then they would recruit other people and, you know, get bonuses. And eventually horrible fraud. This is a horrible fraud, yeah. a horrible fraud well, that defrauded
1: thousands so, of yeah.
0: people. Well, so, like, here's here's the thing. Like, they were selling all of these, you know, clothes. Um, and eventually the saturation, like, it got so wildly popular and so many people wanted, like, were signing up to sell them that people couldn't sell their inventory anymore. And in the rush to create all of that inventory for the, tens of thousands of people who were now selling they um would use subpar fabrics that right. they would then get sent to these women to sell but they were full of holes or they had produced so much that they stored the merchandise like in bins outside and so <laughs> they were exposed to the elements so people would get stuff that was like faded by the sun or there's a whole saga about stinky leggings because these leggings got exposed to water and then they still sat outside. And so then they still got sent out to people to sell, but it smelled, you know, like death and mildew and stuff. And when that started happening, the company was not taking responsibility for it. There's also the thing that they get them on is that there was a clause at one point that said you can shell out this money, but we'll buy it back at any time. No problem. And they eventually took out that clause, but so many people had signed up before they took out that clause.
1: So there was and then all this a while, there were, clash and everything. Yeah, They that, were refusing
0: yeah. to honor, but this was a legit clause in their contract. So like, these are kind of some of the legal troubles. And then eventually Washington state, um, you know, ended up suing them and they they settled um this is this is i guess spoiling but like i don't think you knowing all of this going in is gonna make it any less
1: crazy to kind of see it's also a matter of public record that's that's yeah exactly how people get mad at me on twitter for you know historical biopics or something like that i'm like listen when it's part of public record and public knowledge there's no such thing as a spoiler and if you don't want to see it exactly you know, don't study a history book.
0: Yeah. And listen, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm not even giving you like the biggest revelations. It's just like, it's pretty wild. And they interview, um, a bunch of women who either sold or are still selling or were involved in, this company and it's really, really fascinating to kind of see the story of the company as told by these people who worked there and how they feel after their whole experience, you know the ups and the downs most of them are out by now. Um, so yeah it's been it's really really fascinating, full of some crazy <laughs> uh, <laughs> crazy revelations that I'm not going to spoil. Okay, but to all build of off that,
1: you're not going to spoil, but so for me, Gene, and I have to believe there's people out there like me, like I said, I love good scripted content. I'm always the guy who's late to all of these hot docu-series. You know, I only caught up on McMillian's weeks after it had aired in full. I still haven't watched Tiger King. So for someone like me and any listeners who maybe are similarly apathetic towards docu-series, why is Lulu Rich must-watch?
0: So the Lula Rich is from the filmmakers behind Fire Fraud, which was Ooh. obviously a, that was the Hulu documentary. If you're, if you're, <laughs> that's a good one. <clears throat> <out>. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yes. We cough going around. It must be. Um, and so those filmmakers, Jennifer first and Julia Willoughby Mason are really great in terms of the people that they narrowed down and made characters, and you know, the way that they dish out these people's stories and the way that they talk about joining and how they felt in the beginning versus when everything started to fall apart, when they realized that they couldn't sell anymore, when they realized that the company wasn't going to refund. Um, you know, people for their default of mer- defective merchandise. Like when the shit hit the proverbial really, fan. Yeah, exactly. It was really, really fascinating. And, um, and they're really in- fun characters. They're really fun characters. Like there are a few people who worked at the company's home office that have a lot to say. There are a few people <laughs> who had been on reality TV before. And that is what kind of helped them get this right. big, Fan bases that they could sell all of this merchandise to and and um, they're really good characters and they're people who feel different ways at the end about their experiences there's one woman who they interview who um, her whole life was ruined by this. and it was really, really
1: upsetting. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. One of the things I wanted to ask, who are some of the standout characters? Because even though we we all know documentaries and docu-series and unscripted content, they're not cultivating a character arc quite in the same way as a scripted show, like a Game of Thrones or whatever, but I still feel like, All of the docu-series are defined by the personalities at play. So, you know, do we have another Joe Exotic or Carol Baskin on our hands? What are some of the people, who are some of the people that fans and, and audiences interested in checking out Lulu Rich can kind of sink their teeth into? Well,
0: listen, I will tell you that the thing that is so fascinating to me about this is that they get the founders of the company to sit down for interviews. There we
1: go. Now we're talking.
0: It's really interesting to see the way that they frame their story. And then it's really interesting to see the way that some of their employees viewed the whole situation. I think some of my favorites were, um, there was this woman who worked in the home office and she shows up for work on her first day and Deanne sees her in the hallway and it's like what are you wearing you need to ch- that's not lularoe you need to change and the woman's like it's not it's chanel and deanne made her go to the warehouse and like pick out an ugly like top and take off her chanel it's <laughs> so red flag number one uh-huh. and then they they get into like how the company would throw these really extravagant events and hire people like Katy Perry and Kelly <laughs> Clarkson to perform just throwing away um, money because yeah. they're,
1: because it's that, that's the that typical criminal behavior. Like, fuck it. I'm going to go big, go bold and not worry about any of the consequences or anything or any possible conceivable way that this could turn back around on me.
0: Yeah. And, and that was really interesting. And then, and then all the people who got in pretty early and then they were making a ton, tons of bonuses. Like we're talking like, Twenty thousand to two hundred thousand dollars per month. Wow! They would make in bonuses, and I would
1: like one of those bonuses. Please. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. Just one. Just a yeah. single one of those bonuses would be. Guys, would we're be in media. Please help, yeah. <laughs> please help. us. please help. Um, help me, I'm more, Um, but yeah, like, and and then to see the way that some of these people spent money, um, and kind of didn't really save when they were making this windfall, it's it felt really like the classic uh, lottery winner who goes bankrupt story. Right. That is a very common story because you have all this money and you're spending it. Like it's not going to stop coming in, but eventually it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: You won't catch me slipping if I ever win the lotto. I've been trying since I was five uh-huh. years old, still haven't, uh-huh. but I promise you, I will not end up on a damn you know reality the like tv special where uh, I, I all my mistakes and and benders and drug fueled spending is on display that will not happen to me
0: thank you i believe that i believe <laughs> that of you you will be a discerning
1: lotto winner thank yes. you thank you now i know <laughs> and i and i sometimes adhere to this sometimes not i know a lot of people don't like to be influenced by anyone else's lens because then we start comparing whatever the show is to our kind of preconceived notions that someone fed us but personally for something like this it helps me to formulate an idea of the the style the tone the vibe of a project so i can go in with the right mindset so i i want to ask you cuz now i am intrigued by the scandal of it all mm-hmm. and the personalities involved are there any comparisons you can, can you can make to other docu series or documentaries so that i have an idea of what I'm kind of getting into?: I
0: think that it's no coincidence that these filmmakers made um, fire, um, made the Firefest documentary because it's very similar story, right? It's a story right. about scammers. But the thing that's really interesting and that the parallel that I can see between those is that the Fire Festival guy like, ultimately, I don't think he thinks he was really wrong
1: in what he did. You know he, he is an amoral piece of shit yeah
0: <laughs> and and I think in his mind he just like you know got a little too ambitious and it didn't work out oh well but in the meantime he screwed over you know thousands and thousands of people and I think that these people the sitms who founded Lou LaRoe, Um, are kind of the same way. I don't think that they maintain that they do nothing wrong and believe it or not, this is the most shocking revelation of the documentary. Ready? This company is still in business. How is that possible when an
1: entire state has sued you?
0: I know exactly. And they're like, listen, we settle the lawsuits. Um, We say, oh my bad. And, and we, we admit when we're wrong. And like, let me tell you, they, it sounds like they, They've had to settle a quite a bit of lawsuits, but the behavior and the excuses that they make until they are forced in a court of law to, you know, admit their wrongdoing in this way is absolutely wild. I think that I can, I can believe these people in that they had the best of intentions to begin with. Uh, But I absolutely do not believe a word of what they're saying now.
1: (laughs) So it sounds like there's an element of hate watching because these people didn't learn anything. They're clearly greedy and, you know, slimy to a very obvious degree. It feels like going throughout this docu series that you can enjoy watching these terrible people do terrible things and talk about who talk about it with whoever you're watching with. Like, wow, I hate them. I hate them every episode. I hate them more. I don't think I can hate them more. And then something happens and they say something and I hate them even more. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enjoyable. I like that to an extent. Uh, one thing that I find particularly more uh, common more recently is that sometimes they turn these docu series into scripted dramatized series or movies do you think Lulu rich is a candidate for such a treatment or does the docu docu series speak loudly enough for the topic at hand that we don't need a, you know, Elizabeth Holmes type mini series or the upcoming dueling tiger King projects that are in development across television.
0: You know, that's a really good question. I would say, I don't think this needs a dramatization and I'll tell you why. First of all, I think with tiger King, Every single one of those people is so absolutely wild, like out of control, fascinating. I don't think there are enough of those figures. There are figures that are compelling to watch, but um, I don't think there are enough of like, can you believe that this this guy is real? They're not kind larger
1: of. than life, like
0: Joe yeah, Exotic. They're, they're not larger than life. And the other thing is that I think a lot of the drama is just like not anything that would play play out while on screen. How can you like stinky leggings is extremely funny to think about, but like watching the drama of stinky leggings play out is not exactly something that I think I need to do with my time.
1: Maybe an example of truth being stranger than fiction in a good way, you know, like when a company is really doing this, it's hilarious. But when you put it in a TV show version, it's like, well, that's just cheesy and kind of jumping the shark-esque.
0: Yeah. and you know what? I think it's interesting because I really liked the way that this story was arced uh, over the four episodes, which I think is sometimes a problem. I think sometimes uh, when we get docu-series, they really should have just been a movie. And I don't think that's true in this case. I think it's really well plotted. I think it's really well arced. Like I I understood why they split the story into four parts. And I actually really liked because I thought they were pretty breezy as they went along and I don't think that you need to spend any more time with them. I would also say that, like, I think the ending is satisfying in terms of things that have happened and played out in a court of law. And I don't know if that would have enough closure as a scripted right. series or movie or whatever.
1: Now, last question, Gene, because you are now our resident docu-series expert. And because you've said now that this doesn't leave maybe a a kind of satisfying ending. If you could make a docu-series about any topic, any individual, any event, whatever, what would it be and why? What would you get a camera crew and go film the shit out of an interview everybody for?
0: Okay, well, first of all, I love stories about scammers. So I actually (laughs) am 100% fascinated in anything like that so I'm thinking about a show that I'm actually really excited for coming up on Netflix um whenever it premieres is Inventing Anna which is the Shonda Rhimes show about the scammer girl in New York City who scammed all these rich people out of a ton of money and like she pretended she was an heiress and she was really just like some random girl she was a grifter exactly so that is fascinating so I, I will watch that scripted series, but I would absolutely watch any sort of docuseries about it as well. Absolutely.
1: That does sound pretty good. I'm always yeah. down for a good Grifter Conman star story. Anything in that world where someone is faking it until they're making it, particularly with disastrous criminal results, is always baseline interesting, if not better.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I love a grifter. I love a scammer. So like, I would absolutely watch any of those. I think that the other I, I I'm gonna say a genre kind of of docu series that I would like to see more of is true crime documentaries are really great and and um, really fascinating a lot of the time. But I'm definitely a little bit over just like focusing on every random unsolved case or whatever. I would like to see more docu-series about people doing cool things. Like the other week we had Lily Hevish from Lily Tapples the World, which is a movie that is out on Discovery Plus and she is a domino artist. And that was really fascinating. And no, that's not something that I need to watch a series of. Like I could just watch her amazing videos on YouTube, but I would like to see more of like ordinary people doing extraordinary things or just really cool, weird stuff that's going on. I would like to see more like oddities and eccentricities rather than, uh, you know, murders and shit. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think we've had our feel of dead white girls.
0: Yeah. If I may put it so
1: bluntly. Uh huh. (laughs)
0: absolutely absolutely and i would also like to see in the true crime stuff i would like to see more diversity in general i think there's a lot of white women in true crime for whatever reason and that's weird
1: (laughs) if you're a dead white girl you're front page news anybody else forget about it and that's pretty fucked up in a world of many fucked up things sorry for so much cursing in this in this episode scott but you know what It, it was very organic
0: yeah, exactly. There's Scott's some our fucked up shit out there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to check out Lulu Rich now that I've gotten your in-depth excellent breakdown, my friend. Uh, I implore everybody else to let us know what they think if they check out Lulu Rich. You can reach us at Twitter at hygiene at great underscore catsby and please be sure please 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 to leave us a five star review on you know apple podcast stitcher spotify wherever you listen because we would greatly appreciate it and it means we can bring you more must watch streaming recommendations until next week